just did PCH stink in the third term of the year when you were in school? As in all of a sudden, has it changed from the previous ones? Yeah, we and Gavin in school, used, we used to call it the Easter smell. <laughs> was it was it a religious thing or <laughs> that's fucking shocking what that's tell right, me more now no the, the school used to smell like general shite yeah most schools do you know I, that's specifically towards school and do you know what I actually experienced it with college a small bit like when you go back yeah. and I, I I don't think I actually have been inside the building of PCH since I left it. Unusual. Yeah. I, I I actually would have thought that I, a couple of the boys who were in first year college at the time came back to play in Dara's practicals. Yeah. And I was playing with them and that was daft. They they were, they found it funny. I never had to go back, actually. Yeah. Both Interesting. I can imagine and I can smell it in my head without smelling it, if that makes any sense. Um. Yeah, I can know it's, it's the smell of, of, Teenage angst and want. <laughs> that's the perfect Yankee candle. That's that's one to rival um, Tom Parsons' scent. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Athenry Junction podcast, the podcast equivalent of going to confession. It's a bit weird. Uh, you don't know what the benefit of it is and they should really get rid of it soon. How are you, Pori? I'm not too bad now. I'm <laughs> not, stuff. Stuff. not so bad. <laughs> Out of Bush Dodamit, not so bad. You don't have coronavirus, no? Um, uh, no, actually, I saw a couple of people now hanging around today and they looked a bit uh, corona virulent. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gone to the stage now where it's um, there's a bit more comedy slipping into the whole thing. And today, I'm not sure if you can't have fun with it. Obviously, the joke about licking other people's keyboards came up. Uh, it was quite funny, to be honest. <laughs> and people you know actively seeking out to be within the sort of blast radius of a cough and or a sneeze is this kind of a homemade vaccine job or just to get it and get it out of the way like the chicken pox no no to get it and to get off work um I suppose. okay fair yeah, enough look we're being a bit facetious uh with the whole symptoms flu-like symptoms but little a bit, dose. little you, bit you still don't want it i suppose do you have it so i don't have it no i don't um I don't, I don't have it. Why is uh, that? Though being in, being in Dublin though, it's more likely that I will, um, I will get it. Uh, yeah, you'll be hit first. I'll be hit first, yeah. If there's one member of the Athen Rye podcast production team, and I have to say it's a big team, um, the most easterly based member of us will get nailed with it. So um, look, I'm enjoying life while I can and uh, <laughs> sure, living every day while I, like it's me last. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look this is it this is it we're not dead yet um i'll be hit after you so i suppose i'll probably knock That's out true. another episode or two on my own am i <laughs> an hour of just nothing but me talking how how miserable it be nearly as bad as an hour of us two talking to each other it would be far worse i'd say yeah hell of a lot worse hell of a lot worse of a lot um worse, yeah right anything milder exciting since uh how we we're talking to you last no what about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, our lives are so horrendously miserable and pointless that I just have nothing to tell you about since I talked to you last. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Like, it's sort of funny 
Like, here we are, two two gombeans. Well, I suppose I'll speak for myself when I say that. No, like, no, I, I can. I'll let you away with that. Yeah, I love chat. I love chatting, but like, I wouldn't really talk too much about myself if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, so I have to talk about you. Yeah, uh, you'd you'd bring me up more than I'd bring up me. Do you know? Vice versa, I suppose. Yeah, you know, we're not. We're just sort of Egypts, really. Do you know what I came across actually spe- uh, on th- on the idea of uh, other Egypts? I came across another uh, Galway related podcast there on Reddit. And Jesus, um, let me see, locked and bloated, it's called. And it's two lads who do recordings in different pubs in Galway, and they put up the um, the episodes. Hey. Excellent. I listened to a couple of their. Well, they've got three episodes there. One, one, one of the guys who has it posted on Reddit. Listen to a couple of couple of minutes. Interesting stuff. Now, a lot of ambient noise, as you'd imagine, in a pub. But well, there's a lot to be said for that, I suppose. I mean, so at least they have the excuse, and I haven't listened. They have the excuse of being terrible. Um, they have a great name, drunk. though. Locked and bloated. Oh, that's, that, that's very good. That's a lot more creative than ours, which is literally named after a a place. A, place very relatable um, but boring but very relatable but boring I think yeah. that kind of defines us really relatable but ultimately boring yeah. um, in case I like to excuse what will probably be the noisiest podcast in podcast history there's a gang of lads baiting up on my roof don't know what they're doing there's a van outside there's a ladder going up to the roof um, they're at something anyway and if you hear slight rattling in the background that's what it is so just don't say I didn't warn you. But I'm here. I'm having a beer for myself and I'm talking to you, Barry. Isn't that just the boom, though? Oh, it is. I tell you, there's the fans thing. are back. Go on. I, there's, a va- there's two things. Well, you're, there's a van. You're about yeah. to say something very true about the boom. Go on. I am. Very, nothing says the boom like, or a boom. I've only experienced one. This is coming into me second. Mm. Get the race of getting fellas to do things as opposed to doing them, doing them yourselves. Yeah, just, 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 yeah, yeah. I get no matter how contractors how able to do stuff. Contract, for you. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ring a fella to come out and look at it, and that fella will charge a consultancy fee for thinking about talking about doing what you want him to do, <laughs> and then he'll come out the following week, and he'll assess it, and then the following week he might actually do what he was supposed to do, but he'll only have three quarters of the materials, and at which point he have to pay him four times to come out the house to fucking hang a door. Yeah, well, I was going to say dust your stairs, something really silly. <laughs> and he's the same cowboy who looks slightly older that laid your carpet back in 2006, but he's reinvented himself as a, as a fella who comes out and looks at a slightly different style of job. So oh, that's yes. my uh, kind of take on boom at the minute. It's back though. I mean, it's 2004 again. Um, we're all minted. You can get five... 500k, 100% mortgages, no bother at all. You can mm-hmm. print money through overtime, lad. It booms back. The boom is DCPs back. on cars. Tell it, it'll ne- I literally, I have too much money not to have enough money. Do you want to hear an awful boom story there? I've started just this week now coming um, for whatever reasons. Probably the boom because of the boom. I've started yeah. stopping in the shop on the way to work. How, no, all right, so that's that's grand. That's sort of the boom, maybe. Well, that is the but, boom. Do you get a, br- a breakfast roll and, a, bu- and a, a cup of milky tea? No, I don't. I buy 12 donuts. I buy 12 mini donuts and I've horsed them into me between the hours of half one and two at work <laughs> for the last uh, two or three days. 
Jeez, and that's good. If there's anyone else, I'd say that's concerning, but it is Porik we're talking to. For anyone that's never seen Porik, he's seven foot eight and 12 stone. So <laughs> calories mean nothing to the Gossin. Absolutely nothing to him. I am, yeah. I'm like, um, if you push Deontay Wilder through uh, uh, one of those. I don't know. Ah, fuck it. I can't find the joke. There's a joke in there somewhere. Elongation, tall. And fairness, I'm not actually as tall as Deontay Wilder. He's uh, six foot seven. You'd be a small bit paler though. I would. I would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the same tan as he would. No, no. He's very tan. (laughs) Very tan. He's a very tanned man. (laughs) Oh, you would say that. (laughs) I think so anyway. Well, based on what I'm about to roll us into anyways, thanks for everyone for uh, your input on the Morbegs poll. So we had well, a very interesting result. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on a minute now. How did you manage to go from Deontay Wilder to the Morbegs? Surely there's a segue there somewhere. The, the segue did itself. It was without saying really, you know, just... I used to, I used to take notes because we I have an awful lot to talk about, but you're kind of jumping. So uh, talk oh, amongst yeah. yourself for a minute. I'm sporadic. So we got a nice... It was it, it was roughly a 50-50 split between Nightmare Fuel opinion yeah. on the Morbegs, which is fair, and also the sort of warm, nice-ness, nostalgia. Um, yeah. I'm sort of in between. I just sort of take it as a, as a, bit, bo- a bit of both. Good old bit of cognitive dissonance. Um, well, I got a fair bit of abuse in the in messages over... You suggested that some of you smother something kittens in uh, on the old Instagram. What did you say about people? Oh yeah, I was just being a bit controversial, like you know. But what was the, was that a go with people who liked the morgue bags or didn't pigeons. like the morgue bags? Uh, that was sort of the joke. Smother you know, pigeons, that people, was it, yeah. People, yeah. So you were you were being non-committal. You were just trying. To, yeah, you were just trying to rise people essentially. I was just trying to rise, and I think it, yeah, sure, it worked for all two of you. you exactly. Know? Exactly. Well, what was it? Was it sixty-five something? Uh, well, roughly, of... yeah. I'm right. Look, I'm I'm right rounding it either up or down now by saying um, roughly 50-50 split. But look, yeah. Well, I don't know why because you, I didn't had no input in this. I don't know where you got the more bags out of. But basically, I yeah. Either do I. I so I associate the more bags with uh, being six years old and life being very, very simple. I was much younger and I knew less stuff in my brain. And, uh, mm. you know, it reminds me of a very, very sort of safe, cosseted time in my existence. Yeah, I, just, you know, I, I didn't have to pay rent when I was five. Yes, um, or at least not, of that, not that much. Yes, so, yeah, a bubble of innocence, that's for sure. A bubble anyway. of innocence, absolutely. But um, in the cold light of day, I mean, the morbegs are nuts. It's like they were done as a piss take. Like they, you had to be either yipped or stoned to come up with the Morbegs. Or like Irish. What the fuck were they? Well, they were Molly and Rossa. Like, that's what we would have called them, that, I suppose. But they were big sort of um, haired, sentient bean bags. <laughs> I suppose they're Molly probably second cousins with all that. And that this is sort of actually what I want to base this whole, well, uh, not this whole episode. You will have, you will have awful sh- stuff to be talking about as well like Dylan this evening now here from the two places that we're based I want to just get a good understanding about why we're so mad about these sort of interwoven sentient hyper stimulated animals on the TV what do you mean us as 
I can literally sit down for a chat with you and to record it. We didn't plan any of this. This is not re pre whatever you called. No, I don't like where this is going at all. I'm very uncomfortable. Either do I. And let's go. Let's do it together. So I suppose like all these mass, like what other shows can you think of? I suppose the big, the big ones, the big ones, the ones with the pulling power. Uh, well, I suppose Bear in the Big me. Blue House, the big daft orange bastard. The big, <laughs> the big. Well, I suppose he is, and really the oversimplification of his he, he is the only one in the house called by what he is he's called Bear you, you know well that was literally a projection of the alternate universe um, that he lived in himself I mean he went out every night and he talked to the moon what was that lad on <laughs> he was I, I want <laughs> what he's having sort of a thing like yeah he was the poor lad I know he I'll was admit, like I'll admit that, I was sorry. a big fan as a young boy yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the big thing for everyone will be the song. And the song alone is just, it's, it's nothing short of beautiful. And even It's beautiful. Day, as a, as absolutely incredible piece of music. It's just so gorgeous. Now, I suppose, yeah. Bear himself not really having the musical faculties to harmonize. That was really up to Luna in fairness to her. But she had a, a very, very see, honey voice. Bear, Bear was, was a big, he was a session musician he, back in the, in the 40s. <laughs> And he'd have worked with Miles Davis and and he would have known, he'd have been kind of friendly with Herbie Hancock back in the early days, but you see, Bear mm. was an alcoholic. and He had chairs you know, in a Roland when he, he had, started making right. keys. We started making keys. and Steinway as well, I believe. Sure, he drank the shares anyway and he had to start <laughs> making children's television to, to kind of keep ticking over. I mean, he was gone a bit rough around the edges and he was do you know but in all seriousness though the way that you'll see it on the TV show when he turns to the side he's like a lad that lost an, a power of weight you know when they still have the skin sags on all these but sure guys. when he gave up the drink that time he went flat out gymming and sure he couldn't afford to drink that's why he started doing the children's television and I mean you could yeah. see that he had the talent when he's especially in that song you could I mean a lot of the arrangements, like that was his chord progression. Um, I suppose it was. Look, he, was part, he was pulling the strings now, whether he wanted, he was sort of resigning himself to just like, you know, your basic melody lines. Let's just get through this and letting everyone else shine, I suppose. Well, it was a paycheck. It was a paycheck for Bear at the end of the day. But um, Yeah, and then himself and his other. I suppose, look, it's a world that we'd all, I think, like to live in now. It was a, you know, a world void of timelines, stress, any sense of financial, financial or you know economic struggles. That's but I mean, sure. he was he was hiding demons. I mean, he was hiding serious demons. <laughs> yeah, um, he was. Um... <laughs> I mean, he was he was he was the last person to see keyboard cat alive. <laughs> don't don't go mention keyboard cat. No, keyboard cat was an alcoholic. Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh no. We're doing this again. <laughs> it took us 20 minutes to record <laughs> when we had Michael Devaney on the podcast because you made that joke and it lasted about that 20 joke. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that joke will never not be funny. Yeah. Sorry. Suppose, like amongst all the sort of... um. Sorry, well, let's be serious for a minute. What was the point you wanted to make about Bear in the Big Blue House? Uh, let's just, you know, let's just go point. I have a couple of points that I want to make about the show. And just, I, I just want a bit of a, a round table discussion, a bit of a think tank. Right. 
you know, no, it's more no real objective. <laughs> a think tank, right? <laughs> think tank, yeah. So, like, grand, you might say the world was a bit um, senseless and vapid from all these non-realities. But I suppose, you know, these people had great um, <laughs> capacity for friendship. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they did <laughs> hell, hell of a lot more than me and you do anyway yeah. they were able to live they were actually able to live together like what they were doing <clears throat> you know what they, what, what they were doing for work really like well where the money was coming from I could never understand something there's something illicit going on there now definitely those the small little the, the t- pip and pop probably making clandestine bombs out of the, the, <laughs> the bedroom <laughs> Well, Pip and Pop were in the Iron Lay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I can't take you seriously at all with this chat. This has gone pure. <laughs> no, fucking, this is scrambled as it gets. I uh, know. This what? is like it's funny. Uh, look, <laughs> I suppose another one of my um my points from the show was that I think Bayer really would have struggled to get an energy rating for the house because in the opening credits we see the entire front of it open up. <laughs> Well, a nightmare, it was, a heating nightmare, really. It was Dermot Bannon's father, Dermot Senior, that designed that house, and he I mean he was revolutionary in his own way, in the yeah. f- in the sense that he did away with conventional doors and windows, in and designed a house that literally opened out from the front. I mean, it cost hmm. hundreds of thousands in hydraulics. Yeah, the hinges, and, uh, the hinges were an absolute feat of engineering. They were, and no insurance crowd would touch them. So, I mean, yeah. When Sherry, when Sherry Fitzgerald sold that house, you had to sign a waiver saying you're on your own. Um, I mean, yeah. that house was built was built in the boom. It was built. Oh, um, oh Sean Mulrine built that house in 2004. And uh, like it was plagued, absolutely plagued. But um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was repossessed, repossessed by Anglo in, uh, in 2009 and it got leveled to open uh, a donut shop. Donut shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a grand old house. Now, in fairness, you'd um, oh, worth, this is awful. Worth septic. a pretty penny. R- in you better, you better rescue this part. Um, oh yeah. So let's go for something. I'm pretty much done with that anyway. I found that a bit funny. Go on. What were we talking <clears> about before you got on to bury the bleeding house? More bakes. More bakes. For that Deontay um, Wilder. <laughs> Trying to go back another one. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is desperate, but you're on about your yeah. shagging donuts. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've had twenty two in the last two days, and you've me like a bollocks trying to give up sugar for Lent. And yes, I said that I give it up for Lent. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. How is that going? Grand. I would um, probably dismember someone for a double decker at the minute. Yeah. But uh, yeah. no, we've self and the boys in the house. We're you know, we're the sort of fellas who, oh, it's it's um three cookies for two euro in, in Tesco. I better buy forty. So mm. um we that had to stop for uh for Lent. Well, I mean, not that we're anyways yeah. greatly observant Catholics, but sure, any excuse. Any and excuse, it's going yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any excuse. I suppose that one one nice thing about those cookies are if you do forget about them and you have them in your press, you can tile your bathroom with them after two or three days. <laughs> Oh, they turn into like clay pigeons. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do love donuts though. No, they are really, donuts are I, do, class. I really do enjoy them. 
Um, those little boxes of twelve. I, I tell you, the ones you're oh. eating, you're on about there. They're they're midland now. They're very very midland. The the central ones. Yeah. Yeah. Two sixty five for. I think the, the the amounts might vary. To be honest, I haven't. Re- I actually haven't even been counting. Um, I counted eleven in the first box and just assumed that all in the future will be the same. Say again. I thought I counted eleven in the first box that I bought. Um, um what day is it? Uh, no, I only bought the first one there on Tuesday, um, yesterday, and then I bought one again today. Like they had eleven each, eleven, eleven, twenty, two. So, right, that's good for you, all right? Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, probably <laughs> no. We get, getting back to it. Um, getting back to Deontay Wilder though. Jesus, Tyson Fury gave him some slap. This he did. He did. He landed on McLeod. Um, I suppose we can we can we can sort of claim uh, Tyson Fury now regardless of whether you believe what his, his, his political views or not. He actually has, his people are from Tulsk, so um, that's the most common connection there to Tyson Fury. You're, me- you're, me- you're actually messing there. No, I'm, I'm actually not messing. I, that, that is exactly like something I'd make up. When it I'm is, yeah. For, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's 100% true, actually. Yeah, I'm not even, I wasn't even willing to laugh at it. What, um, yeah. what uh, do you know what exactly what the link is? What family name or anything? I actually don't. I don't. I know there are no, Furies, it's, it's, you I, know his. His own spelled um, furies, isn't there? Or, um, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, it is. It is on. It is on the fury side. But uh, as for the details of no, I don't know. But yeah, we're going to claim. God knows we don't have an awful lot, so we may as well. Uh, we um, we'll uh, we'll take that. Um, I think we might mm. take a bit of music first. Um, sure. And we have an awful lot more shite coming up in the second half. Um, we might get Jim Core back, and we also going to have our uh, our first in our series of sports people you've uh, you wish you've heard of but didn't, and it's going to be a short tribute to the legendary Longford full forward Niall Sheridan. So you'll enjoy that. Um, so uh, as a musical interlude, what do we have this week, Corey? Um, we're going to have a bit of Dylan, a bit of Bob. Um, the times they are changing. That they are. Um, so here's Bob Dylan, and uh, we'll see you in the second hour. folks that was definitely Bob Dylan that you just heard there now welcome back actually Porik I need to um, I need to bring that up with you um, so apparently must be something to do with our client that we're using to post the podcast but apparently people aren't actually hearing the music we're telling them they're hearing they're actually hearing an iteration of the theme music I don't know why that is yeah I suppose it's not the best platform to tell them I suppose that is a symptom of maybe something a bit more serious so Maybe get on to your GP, is what yeah, I'd do. say. And uh, <clears throat> definitely Bob Dylan. We'll, 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 we'll post a, a number to the helpline um, after the show uh, so you can ring that. If you've been um, affected by any of the topics in this. Um, namely alco- alcoholism and sentient animals. Yeah. Right, so the, that first 20 minutes was absolutely fucking reckless and I'd like to bring it back to normality. If we've okay. lost you... Well, there's no point, you know, I'm preached converted here. Yeah. If you're still here, Jesus, well done, because that was probably the toughest 20 minutes you'll ever spend listening to this. Sorry about that. Um, no. Sorry about that. But however, there are tougher times to come. So the coronavirus, Boric, what happened there? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> what? Hey, the virus, what's that about there? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't mm. know how, um, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, it's a bit convenient. It kind of came from nowhere. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I suppose as with most things that happen, people are going to have their own, I suppose, theories, aren't they? Yeah. So an interesting one was pointed out to uh, Mark Carlos, who also may or may not indeed be my brother. Mm. So Definitely related American, anyway. Definitely related. Um, so American author, I don't know if I was telling you this part, American author Dean Koontz. Spell um, that. Koontz. Uh, K-O-O-N-T-Z, you fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Please continue. So he uh, he published a book in about 1981 called Eyes of Darkness. Now it's um it's about a grieving mother investigating the strange circumstances of her son who unfortunately dies. However, that none of that is um is important. However, it does this mind you, this book was published in 1981. Uh, it makes reference to a killer virus known as the Wuhan 400 that hits in 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, partly bought to the uh, US by this rogue Chinese scientist. So yeah, so Dean Coons predicted the Wuhan virus um, that was going to hit in 2020. Yeah, I suppose I never, I never heard of this, this city of Wuhan before. Now I know yeah. China being such a massively population dense country, they have so many enormous cities. I don't know how mm. large like Wuhan is in the in the scheme of things. So it's like, probably a, how probably much have a million odd people in it? About a million, is it? Let me see. I'm googleizing it here now. Oh, Jesus. Jamie, will you bring that up there? Sound. Oh, Dylan, a lot more. How much? We're looking at in 2018. It was just over 11 million in one city. Yeah. Now, um, nice. yeah, the capital capital of the um, nice on a bike. province. Anyway, so I suppose, look, in the scheme of things, that actually might be one of the smaller ones. But so, still, that's quite a... a that's, that's a lot of people. Um, of so air, with, with this conspiracy theory with Dean Coons predicting this uh, virus, which is, you know, you see lots of coincidences with stories and the Simpsons, the old thing that Simpsons predicted the future and all the rest. Mm. That's pretty specific. That's kind of here and then back the next stuff. Yeah. Um, it is. So yeah. my question to you, Porik, is what's the maddest origin story that you've heard about the coronavirus what's the craziest conspiracy theory that you've heard um oh i haven't uh, i haven't dumped myself into this like the bats thing the bat suit the bats thing so the people eating bats um is was the, the official line so i'm trying to wrap my head around that like so obviously we come across these new new pandemics when basically some sort of an a, an existing virus or whatever mutates slightly and it means that it's now even more virulent and it's a new set of symptoms whatever or maybe even similar that's what happened here with so this is a derivative of SARS how can so I'm trying to wrap my head around maybe help me with this now how can eating a bat give rise to such a mutation in a like is it maybe a bat virus and then well I assume it's like the bat flu that but yeah, just okay, happened to be zoonotic, enough. and and then it's like when a mammy virus and a daddy virus are very much in love, it creates COVID nineteen. <laughs> I would name her child COVID nineteen. Exactly. I wonder um, is there is, is there anyone out there called COVID? COVID, COVID O'Doherty. Sure COVID O'Doherty. That's definitely some of the place cornerback for like Kilcar or Guido or something. <laughs> COVID O'Doherty. Such a funny name. Had like yeah. His, I don't know. His, his man was Norwegian or something. <laughs> um, so there is the 
standard uh, kind of, oh, it's the Chinese biological weapon. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. you know, there was the Wuhan, Wuhan Institute of Virology that uh, this got leaked and it started infecting the people. Um, and there's the, there's a rather excellent conspiracy theory that uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology shares its uh, logo with the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil and uh, thinks that the, the city in Resident Evil, which is Raccoon, is an anagram of Corona, wow. um, the name of the virus, which is, that's a hot take now. I like mm, that. Yeah, like Resident Evil being one of these very successful and long-running games. Uh, like, post-apocalyptic games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the Xbox, PC, all, all the jazz. Right, that's definitely interesting anyways. Even on face value, like these are just... They have my attention for a while. My personal favourite and one that if you say with enough sincerity, especially in the pub, if you were down in the pub on a Friday night now and you came up with this to the boys, this would go down very well. Go on. Um, so this is a tasty one now. This is, this is, this is salty. Mm. So Like bats. Like bats, um, unfortunately. So one I've, I've heard or may or may not have heard or may not have made up is that... Uh, uh, thawing Siberian permafrost in the northern bit of Russia, thanks to global warming, um, it released this virus that was dormant for thousands of years, and that uh, mm. that's what's what's what has let out the coronavirus, and that uh, it's you can blame climate change on it, or blame yes, you can blame climate change for it. I mean, Jesus, I mean, the background is sort of there on that theory, isn't it? Uh, well, to a certain degree, I mean, you're going how back, how far back in time to a point where that piece of land was actually cl- a lot closer to, like, hospitable? You're talking about Pangea, aren't you? Are you? Well, no, no, I mean, as in, like, permafrost, as in what's under the ground right now in, like, around the Arctic Circle, that is, I mean, we've already proven that the per- permafrost in below the Arctic Circle is is melting and releasing massive quantities of gas, which is contributing to the greenhouse effect and ergo global warming. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no reason not to believe. Yeah, I suppose there's no reason a, not to believe. a little bit of a transit via like a current or a bird or any other animal and one case into a person and then boom. Isn't that really it? So four mm. people in the, pos- the west of Ireland right now have just tested positive for coronavirus as of this minute you're messing yeah just i just have to get the text off a source of mine you're proud of it that's um jesus oh, if this was live now four brother people from the cdc now wow that's hard uh, they're the all the one family and they all came from italy oh fair enough that's not too bad that they're all the one um oh yes the west of ireland putting connacht on the map First Jack Carty and now the coronavirus. First Jack Carty, is it? (laughs) And now the coronavirus. It's been a good, good couple of months for Connick. Um, (laughs) Apparently the eating bats thing, though, more on that as we have it. Apparently the eating bats thing, the video that you got on a few WhatsApp groups, Porrick, of the uh, the corona of the your one eating the bats. Apparently that was from a 2016 travel documentary and it was completely... Shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It just had a good ring to it, didn't it? Like these. Daft, it did. I mean, it was convenient. Animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, yeah, that's interesting. interesting so yeah. I suppose to, con- to conclude, oh, we were actually some, just to link this in with some criticism I got from an unnamed source for the podcast during the week, the science bit was gone. So there, there's your science bit. Um, mm. It's back. And I'd like to conclude the immunology slash uh, coronavirus slash science part of the program. I tried to tie it all together in a nice little package. If you do get the coronavirus, a glass of puchin and a good uh, long sleep. It'll it's sort that scare out. Scare so. it out of you. It'll frighten it out your arse. As simple as that. Simple as yeah. that. As yeah. simple as that. We had more shout outs um, to give, Dylan, didn't we? We have more shout outs to give. So do you want to start? I will, yeah. So I suppose um, another friend of the podcast, she's got in touch. Uh, one, one of your good friends, uh, Maeve. Maeve Smith, previously dubbed Maeve. as the Queen of South Armagh. Isn't that it? That she is. And it's rather appropriate because it's an Armagh related uh, submission. Yeah, and I suppose you you pose the question, any stories or anything that for us? And she just replies with the eloquent, um, Kieran McGinney. Just, um, just Kieran McGinney, I, I suppose. I think I speak for all of us, and that's me, you, Porik, and the great listenership of the Athman Jokes podcast when I say I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. He is, he's an imposing man at first. Kieran McGinney is a bit like if you left Ronan O'Gara in a can of coke like all night, isn't he? A pickled Ronan O'Gara? No, not pickled, just like sort of, you know, clean and sort of cut around the edges a small bit more. A chiseled Ronan O'Gara? Ah, chiseled, yeah. Just a bit more something acidic about him. Fair enough. Um, I think we can, we'll do a tribute to Kieran McGinney in the next, uh, he can be our next sports, well no, he's too well known. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Kieran McGinney in the next podcast. However, <laughs> thank you for that, Maeve. Mm. Um, right, so our next shout out uh, comes via uh, occasional presenter and uh, contributor to the show Neve Griffin um, and the shout out goes to Ashley Tracy who was without a cross beyond over within inside in Australia and she's weeding potato fields apparently and apparently one of her favourite ways of making it through the day is by listening to us would you believe that? Now that's that is that is a recommendation I will believe because I can't imagine that's it's probably not the most pleasant thing in the world. No. And this is this podcast isn't either, but maybe the podcast is just slightly just it's not about being brilliant. It's just about being slightly better than what's out there. We and we if, in the spud field in, in, in Australia. And if manual labor is our barometer, we're doing okay, I think. You know That's a very good point. That's a very, like very this, good point. Listening to this is probably better than being in poverty, would you say? Or stepping on upturned plugs. Yeah, or just like losing just losing everything, your money and stuff. <laughs> well, sure, the bo- the boast comes after the boom. But however, massive uh, shout out, Ashling. Fair play to you. Yeah, um, thanks for thanks for taking. I mean, you got out of Ireland for a reason, and the one little bit you chose to bring with you was us two goons. So fair play to you. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Um, have you one more? Um, no, actually, don't. That's about it. Now that's all. Because right, I actually have a handful here. We need to get through before no, we get back. Go, the series rapid fire now. So. So, um, a few additions to this listenership um, in the last week or two. So, one is a big shout out to uh, young Fiona Gaffney of somewhere in South Dublin. Um, I'm not entirely sure. And spent some of her time in London as well. To be honest, I don't know what uh, Fiona's story is, but uh, she was loving the podcast, first time listener uh, last week. And uh, hold on now, when I get up, they will text. Fiona, we're so sorry. But just were, uh, Sorry, genuine, so genuine, really she said, sincere was, um, apologies. 
very, very sorry. Sorry we had you had she told me it was uh keeping her going on the commute out from town and we're so sorry that your bus or Lewis journey involved had uh, taken the time out to listen to this. We're so sorry. Mm. Um but uh, great old girl, Lassie Fiona, great musician. Um, mighty, mighty girl, so fair play to you for listening in. And our last shout out goes to um, another great musician, uh, Rachel Masterson, fair play to you, of County Longford, uh, who particularly enjoyed the uh, shout out to uh, Nyla Sheridan, who we'll get to in a minute. Yes. Um, she, uh, another first time listener. Again, Rachel, we're so, 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 uh, so, so, so sorry. <laughs> So sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. I know. Fair play to you, Rachel. Thanks for tuning in. Um, great stuff. And uh, she particularly enjoyed uh, the Longford mention uh, last uh, last week. My reference to Andy Burns pub. God knows it doesn't get an awful lot talked about uh, Andy Burns in the mainstream media. So representation and visibility for Longford in the media is always um, is welcome. Hmm. And one bit of criticism. Uh, comes from an unnamed source says we need to stop talking about things that are good for the rod yeah you can't did it come without a name or are you just withholding it as per I'm, I'm, good I'm, practice I'm withholding the name right withholding the name okay and it's better for all of us if I withhold the name I think I think it's um, I suppose my question is how are you not in, so interested in what you're, you're talking about with like I'm so astonished about what you come <laughs> come to this podcast with every week or so. And likewise, Porik, likewise. About, sorry, yeah, I suppose, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, you know, like what's it going to be next week? It's going to be jam. A jam is good and it's going to be like, here's one for you now, a little riddle for yourself. Have you ever right, heard of Bobbyland? No. Right, maybe people know now in the, in the audience of two. Um, so Bobbyland, basically it's a game you play with people and they mention stuff and things are either in or they don't exist in the world of Bobbyland. For right. instance, there's trees, there's no windows. But oh, you've told me about this before. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if anyone else knows this game because I remember being on a bus and pulling my hair out when I was in school because a lot of the older lads were playing this game with myself and Dara and all yeah. the lads and sure we right. just couldn't get it. And then it was a massive face pan moment when I was told what the rule is. And I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it at all, at all actually. You know, it was really the make okay. of me. And uh, it's everything's fine. So not the Sheridan lad. What? Who's Nile Sheridan? Well, no, no. How have you been? You've, seg- you've done a bad segue again. What? We, well, we can't go from talking about things that are good for the rod to to Nile Sheridan. Well, do you have another food stuff now that'll be either good or well, bad? No, I don't. I was just I was just bringing to the table that we were told just stopped talking about rod. Basically, that was. I suppose. Was, yeah, we can extend yeah, that to say just stop talking. Yeah, or or just stop. <laughs> just, just even even if you're not recording it, just stop doing this. Yeah, just whatever it is you're doing. And it's a valid argument, so, in fairness. Yeah. I just thought I'd give a brief mention to um in our first of our series of sports people you probably haven't heard of, but you should have. And that's Niall Sheridan, who played um for probably over a decade for uh the Longford Senior Footballers, a man from Avilara. And I suppose he has cult hero status for the fact that he has a physique you could set your watch to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Cahill Craig, uh, Killian O'Connor, Dean Rock, uh, Jack McCaffrey, whoever you care to mention. I mean, they are in the halfpenny place until you uh, 
in besides uh, Niall Sheridan. He was the best way I can describe him is rotund. It'd be the best way of putting rotund, it. Rotund. Yeah. He was um, more animal than man, uh, but an absolute demon uh, of a full forward for Longford. By around the time he retired in the late two thousands. Uh, he had a record for his county of had scored in six goals and 10 points, nearly as many goals as points. Um, uh, an Avilara mm. club man, he uh, most famous for his uh, performance um, against Dublin in the qualifiers, I think maybe in 2004, 2005, uh, where he absolutely roasted Paddy Christie. Now, this is, <laughs> this is not very helpful. You need to Google this guy. What a brilliant frame. What a brilliant look of a man. The last of a dying breed. Think Colin Corkery, but bigger. Mm. Brilliant great, feet. Yeah. yeah, there was a great sort of um, like simplicity to football in those years. And it was just lump a massive high ball onto a full forward, wasn't it? But absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But when you had a fella, the width of Niall Sheridan. I mean, if he was playing for Kerry, he'd have six All-Irelands. That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a fella that wide that could pass a ball into a tiny space, put fellas into space, pulling like he had Paul Barden, one of the greatest footballers Longford ever produced around him um, in that forward line. A team that did not live up to its potential. Um, a very, very talented Longford team. But I just thought I'd give a shout out to Niall Sheridan. Um, just Google because the man is a behemoth and apparently a very, very sound fella. This is not, we're not taking the piss. We're just, I, I have a couple of very uh, interesting and weird sports stars lined up to talk about the next couple of weeks, but our sports person that you wish you had heard of um, because God <laughs> knows there's, um, there's probably a couple of non-sporting heads listening to this podcast. I thought yeah, Niall yeah. Sherden should give a shout out. So. We'll, we'll give them their dues now over the course of a couple of episodes. Um, Absolutely. I suppose Absolutely. like what, what you've reminded me there actually was a conversation that I was have I was having with um, a person at work there recently. It was, a, it was just a chat with myself, this person and a couple more people. The, uh, this American man, he was, he actually, um, his background is in engineering, but he went, he got a scholarship through track and field to an American university and like we, yeah. we moved from that from you know the college scene and how much of a huge emphasis there is on college yeah. football basketball I mean and and that comes with the money as well in, in the then, US and the, the NCAA yeah yeah like all that oh, yeah, and I suppose yeah. that's, a, that's a massive conversation in itself but that led us on to like the NFL and I suppose something that like is so far removed from what we're used to in this country now rightly so because we deal with an amateur sport here and this is oh it's, it's another planet from, yeah it's, another it's planet. so far I mean just yeah. like the, the population they have anyway you're going to have these specimens uh, of athletes anyway but one thing is relocation of NFL teams now if I was to tell That's... you that the people who owned Cork if there was some sort of clause in the GAA like fine print and someone could own Cork teams yeah county teams. so it's a, Cork is not a representative team of the county Cork it's merely a franchise a company that just happens to be located in Cork yeah the Cork rebels and then in the morning yeah. they said that the money is actually and for a, a manner of different reasons they're actually we're actually going to call the people from Kildare rebels and we're going to move the colours and the players and the two trophies and everything and all the role of honour will come with them, basically. Yeah. 
it's such a mental mental that the happened with rebels the Kevlar rebels yeah it's generally it happens for one main reason and because another thing that's mental in US sports is that nearly all the, the fed not federal but state or city funding would go to building these stadiums. These aren't private enterprises. They're built that as probably ex- private partnerships to build kind of facilities for local areas. That is 100% so, true. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's state money. It's state money. State and I suppose, money. like, we have, we have Crow Park. That was, that was government. That was state money. But these, like, that's basically a, a bit like the small handball alley. Like, you go into the administrator and you book it for, you know, whatever hour you want. We use it first. That's stuff. essentially how it works, yeah. You know, but on the main, a grander the, scale, and on, unless the, you're Garth Brooks, but look. Well, that's true. But the main reason why these teams move is literally the mayor or governor at the time closes the butterfly valve on funding and there's no money for a stadium. He goes, well, fuck yeah, we'll move out of Cork. We can get a stadium in Carlo. They'll build us a stadium. So you just move bag and baggage yeah, yeah, and, and a massive 90,000 seater with like a movable pitch and also a retractable yeah. roof stadium. Um, and, I, you know, it's just like the... Now, it, maybe it makes sense, the fact that like the US is on such a bigger... Like the country is that so much bigger that maybe the yeah. whole like... Once you go past your smaller town identity, maybe the identity between like even bigger states is lessened, you know? Oh, completely. I mean, but it, it devalues it, it completely, to me anyway, but America is a much more sort of capitalist, sort of there's less sentimental yeah. environment. There's less attachment. There's less There's less regional identity in the US than there is in Ireland, we'll say, what we're used to. I suppose that's what, everything yeah, is ingrained. That, that's what provincialism and parochialism. That's what we'd assume. That's what we'd assume like. But uh, I don't know. I think it's something, it's something you need to hold on with two hands and sort of treasure in a way like the whole... I know, it's exactly like, so. I'm, I knew the, the one thing that comes off the top of my head was the St. Louis... or The Los Angeles Rams moved to St. Louis, which is mm. a fair old distance in 1995 and moved back in 2016. I mean... Didn't like it. What's, what didn't like it? What's the point? I mean, ah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah. The I one suppose. thing that weirds me out about the NFL, I mean, there is no... Or the NFL, but American football, there is young fellas, there's high school, there's college, and there's professional NFL. There's no junior B NFL. There's no county championship. There's no Sunday league. It's almost exists exclusively as a capitalist, professional, money-making advertising vehicle. Yeah, yeah. It's and like... This it's just so weird. I can't, I can't, I just, what's I just weird? American sports stepping are... stepping up. Yeah, it's stepping up on two axes, like the whole, uh, like, quality of athlete and performance. Well, this is frightening. What and those then, NFL guys it, are just—they go in proportion. Beast. It's like you're going to make an age, as in you're going to get older. You have to get better. You have to hit that line, and then eventually you'll make it to like the crest, and that's the NFL <laughs> Sorry, as, an, as an extreme level. Yeah, and if but there's no like, drop, there's no safety net, there's no drop off, there's no basket to fall into. I mean, no, 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 sun, no Sunday league. Although, uh, probably some, something probably exists to give people the ability to play. Like at the end of the day, um. Or at maybe picnics or barbecues like in the movies. And defend the wooden inside in the villains. Like meet the meet the Falkers, that movie. How how did we get on to the uh NFL exactly? Uh through Deontay Wilder, really. And the Morbegs. It's man, Morbegs. I'm telling you, it's just a natural flow, like. So absolutely. I mean, 
So, do you know what? I'm actually wanked after that particular conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, anything more you want to talk about now before I go into a corner and cry? I don't I think. I think we'll, uh, we've put through everyone, um, everyone through enough torture, really, I think, for episode 18. Jeez, we're fairly, we're back um, in business now. We're flying it. We're yeah. absolutely flying it. Um, I suppose for any of the French people, that'd be these wheat, these, these wheat, this wheat, wheat, wheat bits, wheat bits. You know, wheat bisques. Yeah. Have we, have the, we talked about this before? I've grown well, the non, the non, the non-union German equivalent of wheat bisques. Yeah. Yeah. But just like, it's this sort of like triad of the Holy Trinity, like obviously the top of the pyramid being wheat abix as we all know it and then you have wheat bisques which is just hilariously similar but different yeah and then bixies <laughs> <laughs> oh will you go to bed like, all right we'll we'll probably go to bed so you know her um right. eat your bixies so everyone and have eat your bixies milk. stock up maybe with some uht maybe uh, a very a uh, reasonable amount, maybe a couple of little tubs that you get in the hotels or else maybe a 250 mil carton because if it all goes to shite, you might have to stay in and you'd be yeah, willing to sacrifice so your work, your social contact with the outside world and your health. But fucking hell, don't sacrifice the tea. Don't sacrifice the tea. Plenty of tea yeah. bags, plenty of dried goods, beans, crackers, beans, uh, yeah. crisps. Yeah, lots of beans. Um, you get a cylinder of gas, uh, make sure you have enough turf to get you through the there'll be there'll be there'll always be at the Noy Junction podcast. I'd not worry about that. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we do this remote. We've a continuity. We do this, that was yeah, definitely the thinking behind doing it remote and it wasn't anything geographically. There'll be three things left. There'll be cockroaches, bacteria, twinkies, and the Athenoy Junction podcast after the apocalypse. Um so Can I uh, leave us on a little bit of a, a little bit of a note? Well, I just have a couple of a note, couple of notes. You hit your uh, notes. First. You're leading. You're leading um, notes. So uh, pet your dog. Uh, use your indicators and make sure you lock your door at night, or the more bag- bags will come in. <laughs> the more bags. <laughs> the more bags. <laughs> more bags. More. <laughs> more bags will uh, come in. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this lovely image of me mother baiting the morbigs out the door with a sweeping brush. Get out, ye bastards! Not this time, ye fuckers! Ye. Yeah. Um, Will I resolve us? Well, I actually have a story, but I don't know. I have to run it by you. Well, well, I use it in the next podcast. I forgot to tell it. Um, Let's we'll go tell for it it. the next one. Uh, do you want to no, go no, for it? I, no, I can't go for it. Oh, you're leaving people on a on a dodgy note there now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be an F sharp. Something like that. Um, right, so that's it's mad world out there. Take it easy, I suppose. Let's take a lesson from um, Bear in the Big Blue House and just go out with your friends, have fun. And much like Bear and Luna only see each other one time a day, that for you, that might be one week, one month, or maybe 10 years. But enjoy it and, and sing together, make a song and, and try to harmonize if you can. And then, Do, roll, I mean, and then roll credits. Always roll the credits at the end to tie everything up into a, a neat little little package. Uh, basically, the message of this is, oh, just stop taking everything so seriously. Just yeah. for fuck's sake, just stop. Cop on, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Mind yourselves.